Welcome back to the Minecraft Podcast. I'm your host, Golden, and today we have another follow-up episode with our favorite raider, Rigoros. How are you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good, man. Just uh, excited for... We're, we're at the... We're at the tail end of BFA, <laughs> finally. I, I know, it just it's, it feels weird. I mean, we have, what, the pre-events going on. Uh, we have, uh, you know, kind of lead up to the the next raid tier. It just, you know, it's weird because I think the last time we talked, we didn't know when it was going to launch, right? I mean, that we didn't know when the right. expansion was coming out. We all had our speculation on when it would be. And to my surprise and a lot of other people, they decided to have a thanksgiving week launch like what are your thoughts on that like the the time that they chose um i my two guesses were i think that before all this happened i thought it was either going to come out on november 17th or december the uh 15th those those were my two guesses like but the thing once it got delayed i think everybody was kind of worried that it was actually going to not come out until the end of, or until the beginning of next year, rather, which is kind of worrisome. Um, but at the same time, like I think most people would definitely rather it be delayed and us get a better product. I, I think them delaying it, what they did, uh, you know, from the initial, was it October 27th or something? Was it Yes. Yeah. Basically extent? a month. They kind of did a month yeah. pushback. Yeah. I think that was very much so the right call. Um, I, kind of question why they are i i i feel like if they would have and the reason i think december uh what did i say 17th i forget which tuesday that was, uh, f- uh, 15th, it was like the, uh, the 15th or the yeah if it would have came out on december 15th they could have given everybody the three weeks to level and like release the heroics on the 5th of january i mm-hmm. think that would have kind of been the best of both worlds because it would have been a a, a large enough gap for people to you know the the top hardcore guilds you know to have a day off to or two off for christmas and all that stuff but uh, you know instead of the gen the general two-week gap you know then you have like the, the three-week gap to compensate so but i i still think that what they are aiming for here i think that the top guilds are going to be finished before christmas i would say probably you know with with mythic hitting on the 15th of december right now mm-hmm. I think that uh, you're you have basically ten days or like a, you know a reset and a half for the NA guilds and like nine days for the EU crowd. So like, it, I guess what I'm saying that overall is it could be worse, but it also could be better. But either way, I'm uh, the, the the entire guild's pretty excited, They're just ready to do something meaningful for once. No, yeah, definitely, and that really kind of goes into my. One of my questions, like I always just know exactly where I'm going. Um, and that is related to how long do you think Mythic's gonna take this time around? I mean, you've you guys done extensive raid testing on the on the the beta, as I guess the you people would say. Uh yeah. Uh is it is it seem like it's gonna be an easier time around, or is it is it gonna is it mainly scaled to like expecting people not to have that much gear? Because I'm kind of curious about how blizzard is going to be doing going forward now are they just going to say you know what these imperative uh echo limit they're they're going to kill it within the first week we're not going to worry about them taking like two days or three days to kill it we want to make it so it's it's a decent difficulty for most players out there like what are your like how's it looking for you guys 
Um, well, I, I think that like the you know Echo Limit pieces. I think those guilds are kind of like in a league of their own right now. I'd say we're you know we're we're still building and whatnot. Like this is going to be our first tier with like a, an actual roster. I think like we, I think a lot of people forget like we we made the guild uh, literally like a matter of days before Nihilotha came out, and there was a lot of just like, hey, you feel like raiding a lot? Okay, cool, let's go. You know, and so it's <laughs> like this is going to be the first tier that we really have. Uh, you know. A, a, a cultivated roster and whatnot going into it. But uh, I mean, we, we've tested a ton on the beta. Um, we've done every raid test as a guild. Uh, you know, we've, we've uh, basically like transitioned a lot of the, um, you know, fundamentals and the, the, like the way you go through and, you know, theory craft and analyze and, uh, you know, just all that stuff that we used to do back in BL and try to get these guys like up to speed on kind of like how to approach that more, more so just like the entire process. And, mm-hmm. uh, but you know the, the the raid tier as a whole, I, it looks extremely promising. I think most fights, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Like Shriekwing went from being one of the worst bosses I've ever tested, and then they kind of like made some <laughs> tweaks to it. And I mean, granted, it's the first boss of the instance. It's you know, you, it's not like you can have a lot of expectations for a boss like that. But you know, like the first iteration of the fight, like tanks would get a debuff and they couldn't be healed, and then you had to go stand in a puddle that you took damage from while you couldn't be healed, and like it soaked oh. up at you know extremely slow rate and stuff like that so like but they've changed like that fight council and like stone legion generals have all went through probably uh you know four or five iterations at this point um council specifically has been changed so many times uh but you know i i think overall for the entire the instance as a whole i i think i think it's going to be solid and ultimately like it comes down to whether or not Blizzard is able to get the numbers right with their balancing, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, it could be an amazing raid and these bosses could be extremely fun, but you misplace a zero and, you know, and the bosses help and all of a sudden it's either dead in 20 minutes or it's overtuned to the point where you're like, okay, this is stupid, you know? So it's <laughs> like, I think they've tra- traditionally, I don't know, I, I would say probably, you know, ever since the focus has went to streaming with like the Racer World first shit and all that, like you're, they've done a much better job because there's a lot more eyes on it. So like back in the day when we were doing it, nothing was streamed. So there wasn't that pressing, we need to fix this because it makes us <laughs> yeah. look bad, you know? So like there's a little bit more accountability on Blizzard's end from all the streaming and whatnot. So that's, that's a huge plus. So like I have faith that it's going to be better than it generally is but at the same time like you know you can't ever just like expect blizzard to just you know hit a home run you know across the board so as long as generals and sire denathrius are tuned well and or i guess i should add sludge fist to that like sludge fist is pretty much the patchwork or butcher or whatever you want to call it for the tier and um i think that that's going to be you know, you have to kill that before you get to the last two. So the tuning on that's going to be extremely important. Like Balrog uh, back in the day. I mean, it's basically, it's the gate boss. The, the yeah, unofficial it's, it's gate. The, it's the stand here and just make sure you've got enough raw damage. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you very minimal mechanics and things like that. So like each tier has one of those. It's always fun. You know, so like that's, uh, that's but the thing is, is that's the, what, eighth boss in the instance? Yeah, so there's two, there's only two after that one. So like my prediction and I, I will, I, I, I stand firm in this prediction. We've been, we've been talking about it in, uh, in guild for a few months now. And, uh, I will be shocked if I end up being wrong. That's how confident I am in this. 
My prediction is by the end of the first raid day on both NA and EU, guilds will be all the way to Zymox. I think Zymox is going to be the first, like, uh, difficult boss. And then after that, after you kill Zymox, I don't think that uh, Council is going to be that difficult. Uh, and then I, I and then at that point, it just comes down to the tuning. And, and granted, all this, take it with a grain of salt, right? I just, mm -hmm. if, if they all of a sudden just you know, buff the shit out of um, Hungering Devourer and it's just extremely hard, then all of a sudden that goes out the window, right? But just from like a mechanical, like what it should be, like if everything was balanced <laughs> equally, Zymox is going to be the first roadblock. And then after that, it's just going to be, do you have the raw damage and healing to keep up with Sludge Fist? And then at that point, you're into the, you know, the end game of the instance, which is the two higher item level bosses with uh, Generals and Denathrius, so... So you think like the first the first week pretty much is gonna not gonna last the rates the reset unless of course sire uh, uh, Denathrius is gonna be the real difficult boss there. Do you think that's really uh, gonna be the most the holdup if anything? No, no, I don't. I don't think it'll be cleared in the first reset. I think people will be on the by the end of the first day they will be like Zymox will be the first. I think the top guilds you'll probably see the top two or three maybe four guilds kill Zymox and then be on Sludge Fist and then kill that. So, like, my prediction for the tier would be you're going to have guilds clearing it up either on the 23rd or 24th will be world first kill for oh, wow. Denathrius. So, that, so, that, so that, really quick then. Uh... Yeah, that's that's my prediction at least. So we'll see how it turns out. Hopefully I'm right and then it can turn into one of these, oh, my God, he's smart. <laughs> so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, a five head, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're a Twitch, Twitch uh, person. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's really strange because you know the with the expansion launching you know uh in around you know the end of november it's it's except for the original launch of the game i mean we just had classic right relaunch uh the game so it's like kind of like the vanilla experience uh it it almost seems like everything's lining up but having the raid feeling like it's going to be around a holiday season and then also taking a two week raid um, it seems like I think the last one was High Mall that took longer than the first raid week that I can think of from an expansion. Um, I could be wrong. I'm not sure what what uh, how BFA fared if it if it took a little longer than the first raid. I think actually actually I think now thinking about it, I think most of the first ones have taken a little bit longer. Correct? Didn't... Yeah, they all do. Well, I didn't. Uh, I was doing school stuff for BOD and EP, but I know I, I did raid Old Deer Prague, and I'm pretty sure that like the whole drama behind that was. Limit was super close on the first reset, and then they decided right. to extend instead of re-clear. And then I think uh, yeah. Method uh, killed it while that was happening. So no, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was like what the eighth day for Gahoon. So yeah, I, was, I would expect was, something exactly. very similar. Yeah. Do you do you think that? I mean, do are you expecting any any of those kind of shenanigans happening, or do you think that just because it's the beginning of an expansion, it is really not even a month? Uh, from the launch so people are going to still be having maybe if they're going to be doing multiple characters in a raid uh, team that they're not going to have as much loot or ability to have loot well one thing blizzard is really doubling down on is just like so i think what their approach is 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 they're 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 trying to capitalize or, or i don't know if capitalize is the right word they're trying to just like make sure they get it right with the power creep at this point, right? Like they mm -hmm. finally, this is the first level character level squish we've ever had in the game. 
This is I, I forget how many times I've had an item squish at this point. I don't know if this is the second or third or what. Uh, but. I think it's the f- third. I want to yeah. say fourth, but I definitely know. Yeah, yeah. I think definitely. It's been it's third. been several of those, but it's yeah. the first time they've had a character level squish. So like, I think what they're really trying to do is trying to get it right with the power creep. And what I mean by that is like, you know, there's no more bonus rolls. There's like, you know, yeah. they've they've went away from master loot. Like, and all these things are. You know, like on one hand, it's like I think the majority reason of going away from Master Loot was it's less customer service work for them with like tickets and <laughs> well, whatnot. Well, what do you mean, Rick? No, no, yeah. You meant to give that one loot to that pally, and then the next boss, when it dropped the better one for a pally, that meant that, you know, you, it was a mistake, honest mistake, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But uh, no, no, I, I think that was probably a majority reason, but I do think that another reason it played into it was just like it allowed like the top end guilds too much like power creep because I just, you know, we would do like six splits and it didn't (laughs) matter what your character or your alts were at, as long as they contributed to killing the boss. And then like it, you know, you could master loot, you know, you, you'd basically have an entire raid of like heroic geared raiders going into mythic instead of being at the mercy of loot destiny and like making sure something's tradable and things like that. So like all of this stuff kind of plays a part in like limiting player, like, power level and like uh you know going to that it's just like it's very clear you know everything drops less loot now you're getting less loot per raid boss you're getting less loot for mythic plus like and all this so like and then that creates its own dichotomy right like you've got a double-edged sword where it's like now alts are more viable because the gap between your alt and your main is smaller than it ever was before but on the on the same token gear is that much more important so like being two item levels Mm -hmm. higher on a different character is while it's a smaller gap that gap is that also still that much more important that you have those extra item levels you know so it's like it's kind of like this is going to be relative to the situation but i think all in all like i think it's going to be pretty cool to have a legitimate like okay this we want to swap classes and instead of having to get on an alt that's you know fucking 10 item levels behind your main and then you know unless you're just in there for like an immunity on the zoth or something you're kind of like dead weight but like now it's going to be much less the case but at the same time like i said every piece of gear is that much more important at the same time do you think that's going to result in a lot less uh raid configurations than there has been in previous tiers no i would say the opposite i think it's going you're going to end up with more different configurations because you have more options so like as i'm saying like instead of instead of being limited to the characters that you put gear on now, like, you know, in your funnel week, now you're like, Oh, well, I know we funneled your rogue, but, uh, need you to swap to, you know, a windwalker monk. Obviously that's a joke, but yeah, I'm just <laughs> no, saying like, yeah. uh, don't, it's just the, <laughs> the knife that you, I just feel that knife sliding out my back right there. <laughs> yeah. No. Dude, I, Oh my God. That's, I could get into a whole separate can of worms on that. Well, yeah, it's no, just like, finish, finish the raid composition thought first, and we can get yeah, into that. Yeah, no, but it's just like, I just, I think you're going to open up the door to a lot more possibilities. <laughs> you know, like you get to the last boss, and it's very clear that, you know, class X is better than class Y. You know, I'm not going to like throw out like specifics because people are going to be like, oh my God, why, you know, do you think that class? It's like, I'm just saying is a hypothetical. So, like, you just have the option to bring in whatever class you want because it's not as behind on gear. Mm hmm. So, so actually, it's then it's a more of a bonus than in previous years because remember, and it, it always seemed like in previous years there was a issue with, uh, you know, not just class stacking, but that if you even if you had the classes available for players, they didn't have the gear that they needed, 
And therefore, right. they, it just made it to where if you just didn't get the luck of the draw on the first week, that you would, you're screwed. Like, if you didn't get the trinket, if you didn't get... I mean, it still could be that way, right? You could still lose a boss by, like, a couple percentage... Not even a percentage, a couple hundreds of percent uh, to another guild. But you feel that the way that it's, you know, forecasting in your mind, the initial tier, at least right now, is looking like it's just going to be related to more player personal responsibility, um, i.e., like, uh, don't stand in fire, essentially. Yeah, it just gives you a lot more flexibility because of the lack of gear disparity between them. Well, yeah, and and the one thing about gear is that always in the beginning of the tier, it's, you know, everybody kind of is on the same playing field, too, with that, uh, because you're not able to have, you know, the hours time sync is usually the same for most people. And because it's the holiday, uh, you know, for most, at least most uh, American guilds, um is that have you had people get a little upset about that within your guild about the holiday release schedule um i would say as as a vast majority no i mean there's a, there's a couple of people you know that are just you know like oh this is going to suck cuz going to have some family around i mean like you know you combine the fact that the you know covid situation is going on now and things like that i think people are you know traveling less and whatnot mm -hmm. uh, for obvious reasons so like you know that's probably dampens the impact a little bit but do you think that's I, why like, they do you think maybe that's why they did the release that they felt it was okay because the majority of people would probably not be traveling or doing any kind of holiday plans uh no i mean like i think ultimately the reason they wanted to get it out like i would have been shocked if they delayed it until after you know they they need their holiday sales and whatnot so mm -hmm. like you know it's just like that obviously plays a a, a huge factor into there you know the, them getting the game out before black friday and whatnot i mean even with the covid situation i mean you know they're just trying to like maximize their their end of the deal so like you know i think all, all of this stuff definitely plays into it I, you know there's no way for us to know for sure but uh, i think as a whole like for as a guild i mean it's just a bunch of you know degen wow nerds that are going to be <laughs> slamming so we're kind of you know i'm uh I, you know I'll, I'll take some time go probably swing by my uncles and just you know say hey and grab a plate of food or something and then just you know, <laughs> I gotta get, get back, back to raid. The, yeah, get back <laughs> in the cave and get back to some mythic going. pluses to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean this is not the first time it's happening. This is probably what the third or fourth time Blizzard's released some major content slash expansion around the holiday time frame. I know it's happened I know like uh when I was in Blood Legion we killed Death the Madness of Deathwing on the twenty sixth. We raided the night of Christmas, like voluntarily, yep. right? I mean it was just like we were we were so close on the twenty fourth and then we, you know, were like, Okay, well we can't raid people are gonna have you know Christmas dinner and stuff and then everybody was like, Come on, we need to get in there. We don't wanna <laughs> you know, like we'd already put all this into it and everybody just wanted to get it finished. And I think we you know, we finished World Fourth that tier, but like uh and I think uh, also I think Cataclysm's launch was right around December because I yep. definitely remember that happening then. And uh, I think Argus or something back in Legion was also in the December time frame. So like, um, it's I guess I mean, it's just not an unprecedented thing for Blizzard to do it. I, it's just weird because everybody acts like they're going to avoid it, and Blizzard even says stuff like they try to avoid it. But it just at this point, it's you know I'm the, I I would not be shocked if it happens you know, next year something like that happens like that you know but. Well, yeah, I mean, because usually, like, we would have a BlizzCon at the beginning of the month, right? Beginning of November, yeah. that would kind of get everybody hyped up. And then they wouldn't probably release anything until, yeah, midway December or end of December. Uh, for like, I mean, I, I, I figured I knew they would do it this year because they, you know, I think they wanted to keep to that 2020 release. Um, I'm just shocked that they did it, you know, the week of Thanksgiving when most people are going to be, 
doing that. But then because of the whole, you know, COVID situation that's going on right now, most people are probably going to be indoors. I mean, I guess I guess they're looking out for their players, right? Because they know if they release it, no one's going to want to leave the house. <laughs> so they're just like, let's let's keep our nerds safe, right? Our wild nerds. Let's let's let's, let's make sure they're inside leveling and playing the game instead of outside. <laughs> Yeah, it's either that or they're trying to make sure they get the game out for their Black Friday sales. Yeah, well, well probably yeah. lean more towards it's the more like it's more that I just like to see the you know I just yeah I'm thinking there's probably there's probably one Blizzard. person though that is like yeah, in good. Blizzard HQ that thought that is like well if you release it keep everybody inside you know we're doing our part like I I would see them doing a nice spin on that for like internal investors or something like yeah. that but uh, shout out to that person if they do exist yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, but then getting on to like Blizzard and their and their thoughts on how they're handling things, uh, one of the biggest uh, I guess drama. I mean, I think people are just like they're palpitating for drama to come out, and of course, it happened when they pushed back uh the game too. Was I think it was in the same week that they put they did the announcement to push it back. So it's kind of like everything was just snowballing, and people were just really ripping into Blizzard about what they say and do and everything. But they did kind of do this, you know thoughts on like how they perceive feedback from players and i think day nine did it perfectly if anybody doesn't know day nine is a twitch streamer longtime blizzard uh fan he did the the starcraft shows with uh, blizzard and he's also a game developer but he kind of explained his thoughts on feedback of you know how players perceive it as being like the best feedback possible like my feedback is the most important feedback but do you feel that with them coming coming out and saying that you know players just should not be giving feedback, and then the result of the you know secret channel that they that uh, theory crafters were going through, is there any thought? Do you have any thoughts related to that, like how they handled it? Do you think it was just a bad like PR management thing, or do you think that it's more of a fundamental thing that they're going through right now? I say both. I mean, I I don't know, man. Like I've. Maybe one day just it'll all come out in a book, you know, when I'm just like, you know, bridges being burned are not an obstacle, but I'm just like, you know, it's, it's obviously got a lot that would be able to go into that. But um, I think that it's just Blizzard as a whole can definitely do a better job of uh, listening to people that are knowledgeable. Uh, and I think a lot of the time you end up getting people at Blizzard that think they know better or they think that they know what, you know, and I, I mean, I'm speaking from dealing with this personally right you know it's like mm -hmm. you can be talking to blizzard devs and explaining to them why this is a bad decision or why this should not work this way and you know once they think that something should be a certain way or is a certain way the odds of you changing their mind are slim to none regardless if you have math or examples or you know, VODs, anything you know it's just like so basically what i'm trying to say is blizzard's philosophy from my experience at least is they double down on <clears throat> on their take of thinking they know what's best for the game even in the face of overwhelming opposition and or you know proof that that's not the case so like i mean that that that's the biggest takeaway from that and mm -hmm. that's not to say that you know obviously you just can't listen to every person that wants something changed right there's obviously a a line that has to be maintained but i just think that they have been on the wrong side of that line more often than they should be you know but uh one thing i will give them credit for is i do feel like they have bent a lot more than they 
traditionally have with Shadowlands. So that's extremely helpful uh, in the sense that, you know, like even from the conduit thing now, instead of the having a one week cooldown, now you just have the, the, whatever, I forget the terms on all this stuff. It's changed so many times, but now like on beta, if you guys have, have, have seen it now, you have like conduit energy or whatever it is. So you can just like, it like refills one per day and you've got like a maximum of 10 or I, I, the numbers I'm not entirely, but basically you can, you can change stuff out just at a slower rate. You just can't be changing in every single fight, every single pull. You're going to have to make some meaningful decision. And I definitely understand that, you know, a lot of people want, you know, and, and this is where it's difficult on Blizzard's end is a lot of people, and you see it on Twitter, where people just want everybody to be able to do everything all the time. And it's <laughs> just like, we're playing an RPG. There needs to be like, I, I understand the, uh, the agency and all that stuff tied to, you know, meaningful decision-making and things like of that nature. So it's like, you kind of have to find that balance. And I know some people are, you know, it's, they're very adamant about like every person being able to do everything all the time. That's just how they look. They, mm -hmm. they just want, they want, they, they want, no, they want, they, they want no decision-making involved other than just like your skill to play the game. And I definitely understand that element, but I think that it's naive to just look at it strictly from that, point of view like you have to understand that there is also there is an importance to the decision making and being able to make the right read whether it's your covenant choice or your um uh conduit like decision making and things like that so like uh i do think that they're doing a much better job this expansion you know and i'm definitely not trying to say that it's great i you know but like i i think in terms of what they've been able to accomplish in the past month with balance and, you know, the adjusting or past couple of months, rather, uh, of balancing that type of stuff. I mean, uh, you know, now you can change covenants, but you have to go through, a you know, jump through hoops to do so. But it, it is an option, you know what I mean? So it's just like they're kind of trying to meet in the middle there. And the reason I'm saying that um, that's like kind of like a, a positive is because old Blizzard would just be like, no, this is how it is. Deal with it. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> yep. I, I do feel like it's, it's, it's trending in the right direction is the best way I can put it. So hopefully it continues down that path. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I think we're, we're old, old enough in the tooth to remember the days of nothing being given feedback from Blizzard. It's just the game, the changes happened and that was pretty much, you had to deal with it. Like you just, you couldn't, there was no avenue for feedback from players. And, and so, uh, it, it just, it's just, for me, very uh, interesting about, you know, how everything's coming back. Obviously, you want to make sure that the players that are most knowledgeable do get the feedback and they are listened to, even if it is a design decision where they're like, hey, you know what? This is no, we just we want it to be this way, like the whole Master Loot thing. I mean, that was a huge thing for the rating community when they went away from Master Loot because it was such a staple in being able to get, you know, put the loot where it should be to the best player to help benefit the Raider Guild. You know, obviously yeah. people exploited that in a lot of guilds where it was like, I'm just going to give it to myself and my friends for like the guild leader or raid leader. But the majority of guilds used it to funnel the loot where it was most needed for like a specific boss or anything like that. But then they, you know, Blizzard made a design de design decision on the game saying we're going to remove that. We're going to make it personal loot. We're going to make it where it's chance based, um, which is fine if that's their decision. And the feedback was, you know, we want to have master loot back. They decide not to. So. Um, I, I understand completely where you're coming from with that, where, you know, uh, just how Blizzard is kind of acting and, and with the related to feedback. Um, but the one thing that they've kind of ignored, which you, you did speak on earlier, was Windwalker monks in raids and lack thereof, at least in the recent tiers. 
you know, getting back into monks a little bit. Um, what do you, I mean, I want to say if you say there's not, don't want to give away too much, but I'm sure you kind of, most guilds are following the same path, but what, what is your rate? Are you going to have like a lot of monks in your rain makeup or what are you kind of looking for? Like as in monks in this first raid tier? Um, yeah. So up front, I'll just, before I, my mind ends up going all these different ways, whenever we're talking about this, cause I got so many, so like two things I want to make sure to cover three things I want to make sure to cover is like a, just like the class balance in general, B would be talking about like brewmaster and then C would be just talking about like monks as a whole. So like in case I say, I forget what I was thinking. <laughs> that's, those are the three things that pop into my mind when you ask that question. So I guess we'll just start from like a raid balance perspective. Mm -hmm. um, I think that each spec monk is, um, I think if I had to, I don't know, brewmaster and Mistweaver are kind of like right on the cusp in my opinion, where you could, they're definitely viable. Uh, I don't think either of them is standout by any stretch but the one thing that monk has that uh is almost a necessity is their unique raid buff you know from the uh what's it mystic touch or whatever yeah I, the, i'm horrible uh, with names yeah but the damage the, taken the five percent physical buff I, I whatever it's called so like the um that alone is going to warrant it's basically like at that we're at the point where it's like okay which which role do we want to fill the monk buff tank or healer because windwalker you know they did just buff them by five percent but the thing is is just like they need more than that um and i, I from <laughs> what i understand they're extremely fun to play it's just oh yeah and it's and they're not i don't want to i don't want to make this because they're not like enhancement shaman level of like bad but they are not like a lot of what you see right it's that you you see top guilds kind of create uh, the meta a lot of the times with yep. what people kind of want to bring and the thing about top guilds is you're not really ever going to bring something that just like why okay i guess the easiest way i can put this is like why would you bring uh a monk over um like a dk that now has amz or like uh mm -hmm. you know i mean melee in general i think are you know, it's always the meme where it's like, oh, melee suck, you know, bring ranged. You know, I think you're probably going to see an average of maybe like five or less melee on your average uh, mythic roster for Nathria here. I could be wrong. Absolutely. That's just a, another prediction. So take that for what it's worth. We'll see how it how it plays out. <laughs> I would say something around that. Um, and. If you need the but the answer is why you would bring a monk is if you need the buff, right? So it's but the thing yeah. is, it's like then at that point it becomes what do you lose less from, right? So it's like would you rather bring an unholy DK who's doing, you know, exponentially more damage than a Windwalker monk in a lot of situations, or would you rather bring in the Windwalker or, and then and then if you bring the DK now you've now you have to bring the healer monk or the tank monk at that point. So it, it just becomes like it's a it's basically look at it as a zero sum equation. It's like, what are you losing the least from? Right. So it's like if you bring a Mistweaver instead of a Holy Paladin, now you lose Devo. But the Mistweaver is actually able to do a little bit more HPS than the HPAL. Right. And then it's just, and then like, you know, that's kind of like you, you 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 weigh that versus then you get into the tank side of things. And then so like transition a little bit into the whole Brewmaster commentary. Like, I you know, I've played brewmaster a decent amount on beta um throughout the course of the beta's lifespan and like the uh, for 
like back when they had that initial like alpha dungeon race that we were a part of, I, I played Monk for that. And uh, Monk was probably or actually definitely the strongest tank initially in beta. Like Celestial Brew was just busted. Um, <laughs> just like, I mean, it was just, I, I put it to you like that. We did that entire and granted it wasn't, this wasn't like M plus stuff. It was just initial alpha, like, have fun doing some normal dungeons coming up with weird strats. But for perspective, we did that entire dungeon without a healer. That's how strong Brewmaster was. Like I, I was doing the dungeons with, we did, we just ran four DPS and uh, Brewmaster. Um, and Brewmaster wasn't the only tank that could do it. I was also doing it on DK and DH, uh, but Brewmaster was the one that it was the cleanest and touch of death was, just, I mean, touch of death is still really strong, right? But they have, consistently nerfed monk and i definitely think it needed some nerfs but i i'm worried that they have over nerfed it to the point to where right now like even as recent as last night when we were just doing uh like you know with the keys on beta and whatnot like you end up getting into positions where it's it just feels so foreign on a brewmaster because like, you know, throughout the entirety of BFA or for the most part of majority of BFA, you've just been this unkillable raid boss for the most part, <laughs> especially by like, you know, it's a, if you're going to die, it's going to happen like either from a giant mistake or just like, you know, it, you're never just going to get bursted down and just be like, Oh shit. You know, like, but there were quite a few times on beta where you just, you know, you're sitting around like, you know, 85, 90% health. And all of a sudden you're at like 10% health and you're like, Oh my God. And if you don't have, if you don't have, and this is with shuffle up, you know, and it's just like, uh, it's just, it's, it just feels a lot. I guess what I'm getting at is like, it feels a lot more punishing. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. It's kind of removing the just keep iron skin brew up and run around and you can never die like from the class now there's a lot more intricacies to it and granted this is just on beta with scaled gear in mythic plus so like i'm not saying this as like an absolute and i don't think that that's for a for sure angle of how it's going to play out over the tier but i definitely think that it's kind of some concerning like red flags for the class as a whole is it's uh not as strong as it was, but I do not think that it is horrible. I would probably put them like middle of the pack as far as tank balance goes. So, um, but if uh, of the three monk specs, I think Windwalker is the least good option out of the group. And again, it's not it's not horrible, but it's just I think the other two are at least at a competitive state. Mm-hmm. But Windwalker is a tier behind the competitive like melee tiers. So. That's kind of a large answer, but I think I got. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's great. I mean, it's, I I know a lot of people out there thinking, you know, want to listen about uh, raid makeup, uh, especially you know, since this is the beginning of an expansion, we can make the decision of what class are we going to play or what spec we're going to play. You know, before putting so much time and effort into the Mythic Plus scene, uh, gearing up, uh, you know, uh, Dark Moon cards, uh, trinkets, etc. Yeah. You know, like putting all this effort, and money, and time into something uh versus you know making a decision now rather than later when you're like oh great i just picked the class that's the worst that i I could actually pick um but uh getting into uh the monks and the raid you know for the debuff and yeah it's a mystic touch um the is the five percent debuff and um what what do you think is the do you think that blizzard at this stage i mean we kind of talked about that they just kind of do what they do 
with without you know with feedback or without feedback do you think that speaking for like wind walker is it what what is your do you think it's just like this is the fun class to play but it's not like the the good class to play that's almost how it seems like to me it's almost mm-hmm. like the old school rep pally right because it was people need to realize a rep pally for the longest time has been the worst dps spec in the game and it was a joke to play it like no one played it at all for years and years and years and it seems like almost Windwalker has kind of taken that mantle, um, even though it's like it's really fun to play. Like I, I think it's one of the funnest classes to play because there's so much stuff you can do. What do you, do you think there's ever going to be an opportunity for Windwalker to be like the class, like a rogue? Or do you think it's just they're they're never going to do that? Um. Well, the thing. OK, so I would I wouldn't compare them to Red Pot. I would think a, a, a closer I think. Enhancement Shaman is definitely at the lower end. Like they, Red Pally has had its moments where it's been good, and the same with Windwalker. You know, like uh, during uh, Legion, Windwalker was extremely strong and things like that. And like you know, we rated with a Windwalker on uh, like our world second Lation kill and things like that. So I mean, like Windwalker's definitely had its moments of being in the spotlight ish, uh, if not the you know king of the hill in some situations, but. I do. This is the this is the area that I still, to the life of for the life of me, cannot understand Blizzard at all. Like, I do not understand how they can allow something to just be that imbalanced. And I I don't buy the you know like what you're saying is definitely a possibility of like maybe they just want it to be the fun spec but not a competitive spec. But it's like that just seems so backwards to me because it's like those aren't mutually exclusive because you can mm-hmm. you can still have it be fun and just have it you know it's 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 it's. All, honestly, all it is is a numbers issue, right? So it's like, you know, from a balanced standpoint, it's like there is literally nothing keeping them from just, you know, like, look, they just gave them a 5% blanket damage buff, right? And then they look at it across the board, their sims, and it's just like, okay, they're still slightly behind. So instead of five, you go up to like nine, or I'm just throwing out hypothetical numbers, yeah. right? Whatever that number is, is you just, you adjust that number until it's, competitive it doesn't have you don't you know and i feel like blizzard a lot of times it's just like they've just got this i don't know if you remember that daily blink cartoon back in the day where it had the gear shifters and it had like yeah. different classes <laughs> written on it yeah yeah. like i genuinely feel like that's almost how they approach this stuff it's just like feast or famine with a lot of these classes and it's just like you know i forget which tier it was when Windwalker was just like king of the hill for uh, the, pretty much the whole time it was it was it high was, mall it was one boss in high mall but it was the the twins and that was like the one that was the best. It was the best by far. It was not even close. It was like twenty percent above every other class in the game at the time. And, but that yeah, was but I, think, it. I think it was a appointed legion. I think from if I remember correctly, Windwalker was like really really good. But regardless, the, the point I'm getting at is just like Blizzard is they don't ever do good at just like balancing well. Like that's just something <laughs> that I don't think they've ever had. Yep. Like there's never been a tier where balance has just been extremely close. And, and the problem with that is it's like, okay, that's fine. If you want to go down that road, as long as you shake it up and then, you know, you, you just can't have the same, you know, no King rules forever type mentality. But instead you, you always have, you know, you've mages, hunters, warlocks, you know, and granted these are pure DPS classes. So maybe, you know, maybe like I understand they, you know, Blizzard says one thing and then does another, you know, it's like bring the player, not the class or like, hybrid tax no more you know all this stuff right <laughs> but then it's just like then you see it and it's just like i don't for the i'm telling you man for the life of me i cannot justify or rationalize the fact that like enhancement shaman has just been in the dumpster for as long as it has and then now you're looking at windwalker who for 
I what the entirety of BFA for what I remember. Like I, I, I've, I've taken a little bit of time off during the expansion, but I don't think that when Walker had nope. some, you know, standouts during the time I wasn't playing, but like, I just, I, I can't understand why it happens that way other than just negligence. Um, so like, I, 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 I wish I had a better answer for you, I, but it's just, it's, it's extremely frustrating and I definitely can, you know, feel bad for the people that are, you know, die hard. Like this is, you know, I, I, I play this class and this is what I enjoy type thing, mm-hmm. you know? So like, well, I mean, it's kind of like, I know you mentioned this, uh, I think it was like the other day, uh, about, you know, vengeance DKs. It, it's kind of like the same thing. Do you think it's just, do, do you really think, I mean, I, I'm kind of, I always struggle with this question. I always ask it every so often when it, it pertains to a certain class or spec, but do you think that Blizzard is just scared that if they make something good, that maybe has a high skill ceiling. Like Windwalker definitely has a high skill ceiling. There's a lot of buttons to press. You have to press at the right moment. You have to, you know, get everything in order in line. It's not like a you press this one button, you press that button, you're done. You have to like calculate a lot of things at once. And if you have an elite player like a you know mythic raider being able to come in, they could turn that, you know, say five percent to six percent boost that most people would get over the classes or maybe towards the top of the rankings, be like, this class is broken. Like, look how good damage they do. Do you think that's mainly their problem that they're running into regarding cost balancing and not wanting to make something too strong? No, I don't think so. Because, like, you know, Sims are using, like, perfect play, yeah? And then on top of that, you've got, like, data from logs and whatnot. So, like, you know, let's say, you know, for for example, like, uh, you know, we have uh, two Windwalkers, or basically two Monk players. They play uh, Brewmaster and uh, Windwalker both at Trance and Equinox, uh, both on our raid roster right now. Both extremely good players. And, you know, like, I think the other night on Shadhar, Trance put up a rank one on Shadhar, but he was, like, 15th on our meters. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, you know, even in the hands of a really good Monk player, like, you can buff the class to the point to where it's competitive without making it over. You know what I mean? Those, those mm-hmm. like you can, and that's, that's right after the 5% buff went in. Right. So it's just like, let's say that it was 8%. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, fourth or fifth on meters at that point, you're in the territory of, okay, this is, you know, we could get the, we could get our buff here and we don't have to bring a Mistweaver. We don't have to bring a, you know, a brewmaster or whatever, but like, you know, it's, it basically just, it's, work on blizzard's end to get that number right and the problem for whatever reason blizzard is just i don't know if it's they only maybe maybe it's their company uh design approach where it's just like we are making balance changes this date this date and this date (laughs) and nothing else in between so like they make a change and they aim at it but they slightly miss the mark but they're not going to go back and touch it again for x months you know what i mean maybe that's maybe that's why they struggle with it but even then it just still doesn't excuse the fact that it's been that way for an entire expansion and it's shaping up to be that way for the first year of shadowlands. So like, you know, um, yeah, I don't, maybe blizzard just has some weird internal data, which wouldn't surprise me at all because that's not the first Mm -hmm. time that's happened. You know, like we've, I remember arguing with blizzard devs about warlocks back in mop about like, you know, how something was. And, you know, we ended up having people that ended up going to work for blizzard that, that were, that were in BL. And, you know, it's just like, these were the same people that were arguing with the blizz devs about, you know, the balance or tuning or, you know, the way something functioned. And, you know, the, again, that's back, that goes back to what we were touched on earlier, where Blizzard thinks that they know better than what somebody that actually knows, knows, you know, so. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it's one of those things to where you don't know what they know. <laughs> and, and you know, they don't want to say too much because it kind of could give away their philosophy on things. 
yeah. or it could give the way that they're you know actually thinking about tuning uh, because they don't want to make it towards like, you know, yeah, we understand mages are the best DPS or warlocks and hunters, but, you know, they're all just like you said, their main DPS, like that's the only thing they can do. They can't do something else. And there's always been that, you know, the meme, I guess, out there. But then I, I think it co- does come from like a comment someone got is like, well, if you don't can't DPS play, you can, at least you can heal or you can tank go those routes. But, you know, when someone really wants to be a DPS on a certain class or a tank and that's not good and it's like, we'll do the other thing. It doesn't really work for endgame raiders too well, <laughs> you know, because they want to like they're a tank, you're a DPS, you're a healer. Like that's your role. You're more of a role person than like a, a class yeah, or, or, sure. or spec or anything. And uh, it's, it's very interesting to see what's going to be coming up with this next expansion and especially this next raid tier. Uh I guess then it's going to kind of go over my like last question. Cause you've, you've really done a great job. I have all these, it's like you, like you saw what question that I was going to ask. And then you kind of just talked over all of them with the, <laughs> uh, which is great. Um, but, uh, what are your thoughts on Shadowlands overall? Like what are your expectations that you hope it's going to be? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's just like insanity or what on my end, but like, you know, even, you know, I know a lot of people want to look at it negative. You know, you, you go to Twitter, you go, you know, the wow Twitter community is just like everything sucks all the time. You know, like the sky is falling, abandoned shit. You know, I've been, I've been hearing the same <laughs> shit, you know, so I've, I've been hardcore writing since Burning Crusade. And like, I've, I'm not kidding when I tell you, it's just like a lot of the times it's like deja vu where it's just like you, th- there will be times when I'm just sitting here in my chair and it's just like, you get that weird, you know, twilight zone feeling where it's like, oh my God. I feel like I've experienced this exact argument or this exact debate or this exact conversation or, you know, mm-hmm. it, because, because you have, you know, whether it's about RNG, whether it's about game balance, whether it's about design philosophy and all this stuff. And it's just like, you know, a lot of the times you have like a rotating door of players where you have some players that, you know, they stick around for two to three tiers and then a new player is around for two to three tiers. And then, you know, it, it, you know I'd say that I don't know what the average, you know, time spent playing the game would be across the board for people, but I think you see a lot of, repeat like takes and you know uh the way people feel about the game it just kind of like it's kind of like history repeating itself type deal but i i think Mm -hmm. all in all for shadowlands i am i am hopeful i hope that that is not like misplaced optimism but uh you know i mean for me the way i I don't know man i the way that i i approach it i try to make sure that i communicate this to the guilds just like especially when you're trying to be successful at something you have to enjoy what you're doing, right? So it's just like you need to you need to find a way to be positive about it because if you just sit there and you think that it sucks, you know, when once it, you you're basically setting yourself up for failure. But I mean, even from an objective standpoint, like I mentioned earlier, I think that there's a lot of positive direction going in the game. And just from what I have played on beta, whether it be keys or the raid testing, um, I have enjoyed it. Like genuinely, uh, the the number one thing that I just want Blizzard to please make sure that they do well is both class balance and raid boss HP balance. Those are, if they can, (laughs) if they can get anywhere in the zip code of acceptable for those two variables, I think that you're in for quite an enjoyable uh, first year of this expansion. And hopefully the trend continues. Also, I want to, since we've got a lot of predictions on the record today, uh, I want to go on the, I want to get this out there officially as well. There will be four raid tiers in Shadowlands, and each raid tier will be Covenant-themed. Castle Nathria is the Venthyr. Then you also have a Necrolord, a Night Fae, and a Kyrian raid. And then uh, at the end of the fourth raid, you will fight the final boss of the expansion in the Maul. So that's that's a prediction I want to go on board with. 
You hear you hear it here first, uh Rigorous prediction. Four raid tiers or four raid times and then uh uh the final boss being I would guess the jailer or if we find out because I haven't I've I stayed away because I like experiencing uh the expansions like live there so I try to stay away from as much information as I can and they like for storyline and lore but like if it's the jailer or who's behind the jailer you know that boss or whatever do you think it, do you think that's going to be a well I mean I guess so I'll go ask it too because it, it does make sense like for the final one do you think that there'll be a mythic only boss this, this expansion absolutely I, I I don't know about mythic only boss but there's definitely going to be a a mythic only phase to whatever the last boss yeah. is. And the thing with Blizzard is they love plot twists, right? So like the jailer is the obvious. So it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go the wrath of the Lich King route where the Lich King is the known villain from the get go. And you, you know, wrap it up with the Lich King, or it's going to be something like BFA where it's, you know, you, you know, you think it's one thing and then all of a sudden the Zoths comes out of nowhere and it's mm -hmm. like, Oh shit. You know? So like, uh, yeah, I, I would say the probability is it's likely going to be the jailer, but it wouldn't surprise me if something was like the jailer is the next to the last boss. And after you defeat the jailer, you have to end up fighting like Sylvanas or, you know, a, re a revamped Lich King or some shit. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. And and also like people forget that Arthas is back. He's in yeah. the mall. Like we know he saw the expand, you know, the, the trailer. So, you know, maybe he'll come and be a, a hero. He'll be the opposite. It'll be kind of, it's going to be very strange and interesting about, what could possibly happen uh coming towards the end of it but yeah that's i think that's i agree you know always having the mythic phase and like one of the final bosses is going to be very interesting to see what they pull out um or maybe like an optional boss would be pretty cool if they pull that out too or something along those lines like maybe you can go battle the lich king again that'd be pretty funny uh to have like people that have an experience to go do maybe the same fight or something similar uh would be would be interesting to do but uh but i, I guess you know that kind of wraps everything up i wanted to talk about today uh rigs and thanks for uh thanks for being on the show uh what if anybody i guess wanted to follow you would be uh at rigmarose on twitter and then imperative.gg for the guild are, are you guys doing anything special for uh the world first race yeah we've got uh we got some stuff in the works uh working with some orgs and whatnot so uh you guys will probably hear more about that here soon so i'm yeah i'm uh, definitely pretty excited for it so so Looking I mean, is it, uh, it? I mean, I guess I mean, you probably can't say too much right now, right? Like, so it's still being in the in the works right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's 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 going to happen. It's more or less of just the you know logistics getting ironed out, mm -hmm. and you know, like uh, it being official. So once that ends up being the thing, obviously you guys will see it around Twitter and whatnot. And then, uh, is there like a uh, team uh, Twitch or YouTube or anything that you want people to follow you out there? Um, yeah, so if you guys want to check out any of our raiders, uh, you, like uh, our org Lazarus, we have our own team page on their uh, website, so it's Lazarus.gg, or you can just, um, on the imperative.gg site, like our website, you can uh, click on the, the Twitch button at the bottom. Basically, it, on Twitch, you can, any one of the people in the guild, you can just uh, go to the either Lazarus team page or the imperative team page, and you guys can catch POVs from, uh, I think we have everybody in the guild that streams outside of maybe two people i think so like uh yeah pretty much everybody in the guild will be streaming uh whatever role you guys are interested oh, nice. in watching we'll uh we'll have a pov of that going so so tw uh 18 18 povs <laughs> uh probably 19 i don't know if both people oh wow did, did i was actually joking with, i thought you meant like uh we said every about everybody at streams i was thinking like oh like you know eight or eight to ten but yeah i mean it's gonna be and do you think that's more of, I know we're kind of getting off the track, but do you think that's more of what's going to end up happening? I know you touched based on a little bit about 
Blizzard now wanting to make things more polished than they have in the past of like actually fixing stuff if there's a broken boss. Do you think it's going to be where streaming is more of the reason why people raid Mythic is because they want to get into streaming? Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a, a, a legitimate path, right? And I mean, like, I, it's one of the things I try and push for these guys to take advantage of because, I mean, I remember going back through this with BL back in 2012, 2013, 14, and 15, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it was just we were kind of ahead of the time in that. Like, we're, you know, we were talking with, like, MLG and all that stuff to try and get, like, challenge mode uh, rules uh, league set up with, uh, you know, basically like a Mythic Plus before Mythic Plus became a thing yep. and things like that. So, like, now it's just it's finally caught hold because you know just from this expansion that we're in right now everything pretty much blew up in bfa so like shadowlands is going to be the first tier or for, i'm sorry first expansion where going into the expansion it's already an established like uh you know this is what streaming prog can do and you know basically it's it's going to continue to grow so like, like an expectation essentially yes. like like people are now no longer like hey are they going to stream the world first race Right. It's like this is when the world first race is going to be. You know, get my popcorn. Yeah, it's, it's, it's way more. It's way. It's way more of a known, very known value now instead of an unknown value mm -hmm. like it was going into BFA. You know, with method just starting during Old Deer, and you know, Limit didn't even stream then. And then, so you're only looking at what like two to three tiers that have been streamed by all the top guilds at this point. I don't even think pieces stream Nihilotha. So like, uh, then you you know, the, it gets into a whole other dynamic of like you know. Eventually, once the competition's stiff enough, there becomes a, a you know like if you're trying to win versus trying to promote your brand, do you just not stream to save your strats and things like that? So th then you go end up going full circle, you know, where it's yep. like top deals <laughs> don't stream because they want to save their strats. So like, I mean, it's a, it's definitely a good thing though, and I, I I'm I'm excited to see what Shadowlands has going on, and I'm uh. I am extremely confident with where we're at as a guild going into it. I mean, we're not going to, you know, we're obviously not on world first level yet, but uh, you know, it's just uh, one step at a time. And as long as we keep improving, I think by the end of this expansion, you got, hopefully we'll be able to put our name, uh, you know, with a decent amount of results beside it. It's just such a, it's a long way from back. I mean, I think we've had this conversation before when method uh, first did the world first race and it got so much, uh, influx and then the brand started coming around seeing that it was a good marketing material and it's like where was this like five or ten years ago when blood legion was like number one you know in the in the yeah. u.s like you guys could have been like a global brand at that point unfortunately you know but it's, it's how how it is but I'm, I'm just from my personal perspective it's it's i like it because i can't put the time in anymore to do a mythic you know go for server first or anything like that and so it's it's always good to kind of have like teams to root for and just kind of see how you know, like you still get that feeling, like even at, you know, retired Raiders that have done like either server first or going for a server first or, you know, top world world placements. Like when a boss gets close to getting killed and they like die at that, you know, one percent, like everybody knows that feeling. And or if it's like you rush to get the world first or get that first kill, like you, you always have those those memories always come back for us old old grandpa players, as I guess <laughs> what we are turning into now um but uh but yeah really uh, rooting for you guys here uh and we'll have to see how it plays out um i'm trying to think of i think that's pretty much it so yeah again thanks bring for coming out and talking about uh the expansion and we'll have to have you on after the uh the race is over and see how you fared and how you, what your thoughts are uh you know yeah, how man, you, for sure i want to yeah. see how these predictions line up for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah well i think i, th I yeah I, I think you might be right because i don't i'm kind of curious too about what they're going to do on the raid zones like 
how close they're going to be. If it's going to be a, a two year expansion or or less, uh, we'll have to I have to see how that plays out. Um, but uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on and and we'll have to catch up again. Yeah, for sure, man. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Rigorous, for uh, being on the show. It's always great to have him on the show, as always. And um, Shadowlands is here. Can you believe it, guys? It's and gals. Uh, it is finally here. Shadowlands is upon us. Uh, I'm very excited, actually, about doing the storyline myself. But we will have to see how it plays out for monks. Um, I am uh, going to be doing a monk as one of my classes. Um, I'm going to be doing each one separately in its own covenant uh, for the storyline and kind of going down that pathway. Uh, so I'll be leveling probably four or five characters. Um, I think it's I, I'm I'm actually a little more excited about this time than BFA. BFA did not really do it for me, but Shadowlands is very interesting. Uh, but of course, how the monks play out, we will have to see. Uh, the next up on the docket, obviously getting in touch with Babylonius. Uh, we'll have to see how he's faring in his insanity for monks uh, with the five percent buff. Does he expect it to be a little bit better? uh Suplith, we'll have to catch up with him after the raid tier is over and of course Rigonros too we'll have to have him back on when the tier is fully done and over um more than likely the last two maybe towards the end of jan middle of january towards the end uh babylonius will have to see about that for next month so you might not hear from us you know we've had a couple shows here in november uh because of shadowlands so we wanted to make sure to get you guys uh, some more information for that before you make a decision uh, on how things are going to play out um, but you probably, December might be a, a, a quiet month for us here. Uh, but, uh, always give us a follow on Monk Podcast on Twitter, monkcraftpodcast.com. We have all the shows there, all the archived episodes if you want to go back years. Um, and that's pretty much it. So we'll keep an eye tuned to the Twitter because uh, we'll make sure to have everything up in there. And again, uh, please stay safe out there. And, uh, thanks for coming back. And we hope to have you here back each and every week on Monk Podcast. Take care.